Welcome to the Honorable Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, started on Bill Toscano's front porch over 54 years ago at this point in time. Strange place to start a business. It's because his family would not let him use the dining room. We are still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. Today, we are talking about hard-to-place homeowners risk. We hear this question all the time. It keeps us super busy here. We've got underwriter Carrie Bush joining us to talk about some of the solutions we have and some of the accounts she's seen recently. Also, we do have a webinar coming up on February the 8th at 10 o'clock. We're going to be talking about non-traditional construction as well, and that is super helpful when you're talking with your personal lines clients. With Without further ado, here's today's episode. Hey, Carrie, how are you this morning? I'm doing a good, Nicole. How are you? I'm wonderful. So I thank you for joining me. It's been a little bit since you came and chatted on the podcast. It's been a little bit. Yeah. So for our listeners, if you don't know who the famous Carrie is at Toscano, this is Carrie Bush. She is a personal alliance underwriter. And Carrie, tell us a little bit about your history in insurance and Toscano. Give us a little bit of background for those who don't know you. Yeah, so I'm coming up on nine years at Toscano in April. Um, yeah, crazy to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Nine years already. Eight years in personal lines, though. It was just short of a year that I was in our policy service department. Um, so yeah, eight years in personal lines. Started as an assistant, moved into the underwriter role probably about five years ago now. Coming up on five years, maybe. I don't know. Time flies. Maybe. I don't know the exact numbers. It's just just <laughs> nine almost for how long I've been here. Um, but yeah, so prior to coming here, I actually have a degree in psychology and wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it. And my manager now, Nadine, suggested Toscano's and I, you know, came here and I don't plan on leaving. So just kind of fell into my passion. It's pretty awesome. Again, another story where insurance kind of picked you. So that's cool. But you also brought someone along with you to Toscano. So you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So I I mean, my sister actually started here before me. So she's actually working yeah. here too. And then um, Mike and our commercial team, uh, him and I actually went to school together. Um, so I actually had suggested him a couple of times. And then finally he applied and he worked in my department for a little bit and then moved on to commercial. So um, and then also Kelsey Flegel, Kylie and I both kind of got her to come and then her sister, Nicole Plouse. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of us. I didn't know that. Yeah, Nicole. Kylie and Kelsey were best friends growing up. So I mean, that was kind of, Kelsey started the daycare and then they had an opening and I was like, Kelsey, why don't you apply? It's not, it's accounting. It won't be too hard. You can learn it. And yeah, so we've kind of, there's a couple of us, so it's crazy the history and everybody at Toscano is either related, best friends, knows somebody yep. who knows somebody who knows somebody. It's just yeah, one big great. happy family. <laughs> right. Well, it makes such an awesome um, working environment. We have a great culture. And I think that really is something that our customers recognize and realize. And we do really like people and we like to talk and we like to build relationships. And um, we're not just paper pushers, we're people. And we like to hear you know, what's going on with risks and and hear those backstories. So that's really important. But something we've been hearing often, we all know it's a hard market. And especially on the personal line side, things are becoming more and more difficult for independent agents every single day. We've seen carriers pulling out, changing appetite, removing coverages, whatever the scenario may be. There's a lot of stress out there with our producers. And 
we're definitely aware of it. But the positive thing is we have a lot of solution to share that can help to reduce that stress. So Carrie, can you talk a little bit about hard to place homes? Huge growth yeah. area for us. Yeah. You see it all the time. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty broad category, I guess I would say, yeah. because there's a lot that can fall into that. So whether it be homes with claims or homes that are maybe in an unprotected area or log homes, or maybe they're doing Airbnb out of it, or maybe it's a shipping container home, which I think those are some of the coolest things that we've been seeing, yeah. um, or maybe a yurt or a tiny home. Those all kind of fall into that category. So obviously each risk has um, specific issues that it might be coming up against, but for most of them, obviously depending on the state, um, we usually have some type of solution. So for instance, with the shipping containers homes, we actually have a newer carrier KW specialty that can write those shipping container homes. Um, they don't have an issue. I quote it one a couple weeks ago that was around $300,000 home and it was around 2400 in premium. And that was with bells and whistles. So water backup, all those fun coverages. Um, so I thought that was pretty good pricing for a yeah, shipping container home. For um, sure. And KW, we're an exclusive agent for them, correct? Correct. We're one of two in the state of Pennsylvania. So um, there's only one other one that has access to them. So that's definitely a carrier that not everybody's going to be quoting, which does make it nice that we're not competing against anybody and everybody. So right. um, definitely makes it more accessible um, for those ones. And like I said, it only is in PA, unfortunately. So um, that's the only thing. Hopefully one day maybe we'll grow into other states with them being newer. Um, it's just PA for us. Um, and then they also will do like the yurts in the tiny homes too. Um, so that's a big one. We can also do tiny homes in that with American Modern though on their their program. So it's not just specifically um, one carrier that can do the tiny homes, but those are becoming more common too. The yeah. only thing with those is we ask that they're not on wills that can be moved from one site to another because we want them to be in one location, kind of like a mobile home. Um, you okay. don't want it moving from one place to another. Um, now, as far as like claims, obviously it's going to depend on compl depend on the claim situation. So we'd want to look if there's open claims that might be a little bit harder, depending what they are. But maybe it's somebody that has two water claims. We can do a water damage exclusion with most of our carriers now. Um, so they might, they won't have coverage for water, at least for the first term with us. We always review it, Renault, if that's something that maybe we can consider removing and put a high deductible on water instead the next term. So we're definitely willing to work with people on those. Um, so they can still have coverage on the home. Maybe there's just one peril that's not going to be covered for a little bit of time. Even a roof. The roof's a big one too. Maybe they haven't got it updated. They can't get it updated at this time. So we'll put a roof exclusion on until they can. Um, obviously, as long as there's not a gaping hole in the roof, yeah. uh, maybe it's just old and needs replaced. Um, that's not an issue. But yeah, I mean, we have a lot of carriers that are willing to work with us and um, make exceptions and listen to the insured stories and that. So yeah, it's it's good to have options. And, you know, as we know, the economy is 
hard for a lot of folks right now, and they might not be able to afford to replace their roof or to, you know, remove a shed that's falling down or whatever it may be. So having those options for exclusions really, really provides great solution. For yeah, absolutely. Scenarios. I mean, we're even hearing that, hey, I have a contractor, but they can't get off for six months. Uh-huh. That's, that's, yeah. So demand. I mean, it's tough. It's not even always just, it's not the insured. It's, they've done what they need to. And now it's out of their hands that they can't really do much. I mean, it's, I feel bad, but like I said, putting those exclusions for the time being or something that makes it that they can at least have coverage on their homes um, for everything else to, to avoid yeah. exposures. So what about dogs? Can we talk about dogs for a little bit? Because yeah. this is something that obviously comes up all the time. So what can you do about dogs? Let's let's talk about that. So um, obviously you have your normal dogs that are on most dog breed exclusions or pit bulls and stuff like that. Not that I agree that they should be on that list because most of them I think are cute and adorable. But um, most of my carriers have an animal exclusion that we can put on for those breeds. Or maybe it's a, maybe it's a, you know, your little golden retriever that, snipped at the mailman um little bike claim close five thousand dollars you know time something tiny um we have carriers that'll look at those and just put the the animal exclusion on so they'd still have liability coverage for a trip and fall but if something were to happen with that dog again um they just wouldn't have the coverage i do have a few carriers that that's automatically on their policy so um lloyd's of london scottsdale's they automatically have animal exclusion so whether they have a dog cat dragon tarantula whatever it might be it's going to be excluded regardless um so i mean it makes it nice because you don't have to worry i mean you don't have the coverage um but then we don't have to worry about hey did we miss that dog or hey maybe the insurer didn't tell you about that dog um yeah. type of deal because that's that's common too they'll do it companies will do an inspection they'll be like hey there was a pit bull here you didn't tell us about this pit bull so right. and then where it's carriers could get off of it at that point or they might then at that point want to do an exclusion so i mean having those exclusions do kind of make it nice for the ineligible breeds or ones with past plate history so yeah another thing that's pretty common and this just has to do with the world we're living in right now is a lot of homes are considered to be high value homes now whereas before they weren't and when you look at the home you don't consider yep. it to be a high value home but that replacement cost is you know getting higher than what these standard yep. carriers want so you want to talk about that a little bit because that's yes. definitely a driving force of, of yeah so for people High values are obviously one of my favorite lines to quote. So I'm definitely passionate about talking about this one. I think I might have done a podcast on them before. You did. Um, That's okay. (laughs) But no, so we have a couple carriers, um, both admitted and non-admitted, that can do these high-valued homes. Um, Chubb actually, in some of the states we write in, can go as low as $500,000 for their program. So to me, that I don't see that as high-valued, but our carriers do. Um, so we have um, Chab and EIG for the majority of our bigger high-valued homes. Um, some states are a little bit tougher than others with AIG specifically. So New Jersey's tough with them. Coastal New York, they're not riding in Florida at all. Um, Chubb is in Florida, but excluding wind. So like it's each state's kind of different, but you know, typical PA where we're at, I usually have both of them that I can go to. If for some reason they can't say maybe there's two water claims, which water seems to be the big one in these homes. Um, I have Scottsdale, which is not admitted. Their pricing's going to be more, but they would definitely consider them. Um, 
And then if the, also AIG has a non-admitted line that they can consider homes on. So it's kind of like our Lexington. They have another official name for it, but AIG non-admitted um, can a lot of the times will consider just that home portion. And then I can still write the auto umbrella and collections with AIG. And my we have a really good um connection with our underwriter at AIG so a lot of the times they'll say hey Carrie I can't write it there this term but you know if they don't have any other claims in the next year next year we can move this to AIG so usually he's really good about telling me like how long it's going to have to stay in the non-admitted side um as opposed to just hey I can't write this right um so it's and like I mean I had a risk the other week that had a couple water claims and they just did a hundred thousand dollar water damage deductible that's insanely high but they wrote it like the non-admitted side wrote it for me so I mean and it's a almost three million dollar home so we definitely yeah. have options I mean it doesn't have to be pretty either there can be dings dings and dents on the homes with claims or whatever it might be so um, like I said, depending on the area, some of my states are a little bit tougher, but I usually can try to find a solution for you, work yeah. with whoever I have to, um, to get them coverage. Even, I mean, I have had situations where I am striking out and maybe it's a $2 million replacement cost, but I have carriers that can go ACV. So maybe we have to mm. drop it to ACV for a term. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, we can get creative here to yeah. figure out how we can to write stuff. So, Well, that's awesome. And I know that most of your high-value homes are packaged policies, so you yeah. can have the auto, you can have you know additional um, homes that are owned, rental or um, vacation homes, or if they have collections, things of that nature. But what if somebody doesn't want to move all of that? So if they, they just need the home? So if they just need the home, then typically is going to go not admitted. So we do like a Scottsdale, Windsor, Mount Joy can write up to a million um, and what states are we in? PA, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia with them. Okay. Um, I do have a couple of Lloyd syndicates that can do the higher value. They're a little bit tougher because they want specific requirements with updates and stuff, but mm. um, but they're they're out there. Um so yeah, I mean it's likely gonna be a non-admitted carrier with the exception of maybe Windsor or certain states. I might have American Modern up to a million on the dwelling, but if it goes over a million, that's when I'm gonna have to definitely go surplus lines with them. Gotcha. So what about this? And I've been hearing this. Um, well, two things. Two things I hear and get requests for pretty often. You talk about hunting cabins and what happens there. So, I mean, each hunting cabin's kind of different. Some of them are, you know, just like a secondary home, all the utilities working, not an issue. It would really ultimately come down to who's using it. So, if it's the insured, um, a lot of the times Windsor will consider it for us and they have a tree stand exclusion that they'll add, um, oh. which is different because I guess that's probably the bigger exposure a lot of the time with hunting because most people are in tree stands now they're not the best way standing to on the ground hunter. yeah I don't, I, don't hunter have, myself. I don't I don't hunt yeah. but I know from like my dad and sister that they're either in a tree stand or in a blind you know what I mean like so to me yes. you're typically not just standing out in the open for yeah. hunting majority of the time now so I mean I guess that would be their bigger exposure if for some reason they can't um, I do have Scottsdale, but they have a hunting exclusion on their policy. So anything involved with hunting is going to be um, not covered. I mean, American Modern technically doesn't ask the question. So if, like I said, if it is the insured, 
typically you can't file a liability claim on yourself anyhow. Right. So there would be they would may be an option now. Obviously, after letting friends, family, Joe down the street, you know what I mean, whoever. That's probably when I would go to Scottsdale and make sure we have that hunting exclusion since we don't know exactly who may or may not be coming there. Um, and we can also do those hunting cabins that are lacking the utilities. Maybe they don't have running water. Or maybe they don't have heat. Um, we do have carriers that can consider those ones too for us. And wood stoves, not a problem? Most of the time, no. We just surcharge for them. Um, mm-hmm. That's the only thing. Um, Windsor's not a fan of like rentals with wood stoves. So if it's a rental that they're letting people hunt from, probably not going to go to Windsor, but, um, Scottsdale, we would just have a surcharge and we'd ask for an application for the wood stove just to make sure it's, it's not going to be a hazard to the, to the home. Gotcha. So here's the other thing I get, and I'm pretty sure you can do this, but with people who have vacant land, except they have a pole building in the middle of it where they keep their ATVs or, you know, their side by whatever it is. What do we do about that? It's not a home. So yeah. Still so, needs coverage. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're looking for coverage on that, on that building, um, mm-hmm. we definitely can with American modern, as long as there's no lapse in coverage, they don't like a lapse unless it's like 30 days or less. Um, if for some reason there is a lapse, then maybe we can get it with Scottsdale. Um, but we do have carriers that can just do liability. So maybe they don't want coverage for that building. Maybe they just want the land covered. Um, yeah. We do have liability options only that we could cover just the land. Most of those have hunting exclusions also. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there is hunting on that land, it's not going to be covered. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have an option for just liability, but we also have an option that we can quote the dwelling and include liability for that that pole barn or whatever the little structure might be. Okay, good info. So I know you get a lot of really strange questions on a regular basis. What's the best way for agents to work with you? Like, what is ideal? What What do you prefer, Carrie? Um, I mean, I prefer either if it's a really in depth, off the wall, needs a lot of explanation. Call me. So I rather talk it out. But if it's just, hey, I have my cousin's hunting cabin, it's without water. Is this an issue? But email me that. There's nothing crazy about that. But yeah. if there's a list of claims and this, that, and the other, call and talk to me because I feel like I can get a better understanding of everything. And then I can think like while I'm talking, I can be like, oh wait, I have this question. It's I when I talk to somebody, I feel like I think more out of the box as opposed mm-hmm. to an email so um well, you get more I, detail in a conversation yeah, than you do yeah. in an email so yeah, yeah, yeah an email sense. you can't get in a ton but like you said if it's just hey i have this situation it's just joe has this cabin and whatever roof's not updated and there's no running water can you do it? that i don't really need much more you know what i mean i can mm-hmm. i can work with you i can figure that one out but if there's seven things going on with it call me yeah, I think it. It uh, why type out an email that long? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, me, it makes it makes it, good sense. I I it hate does. taking t- typing long emails. So <laughs> if I can avoid <laughs> typing a long email, I'm gonna call you, um, and discuss it as opposed to sending an email with 27 bullet points for you to right? read. So yeah, so, I mean, if I definitely w- I would say either way is good, but if yeah. it's something that needs explanation, call. Yeah, that makes good sense. Um, another thing, and I wanted to kind of wrap up with this, 
we've been getting this question pretty often. Now, obviously, I know most of our listeners know that we do write rentals on the personal lines team and we can do up to four units. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because we've heard a lot of carriers who are not allowing that many units anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, the only carrier we have in personal lines that won't write up to four is USLI. They'll only write up to two for us in personal lines. Um, But every one of my other carriers, we can write up to four. Um, And they can be different occupancies. So if three, say you have a four-unit building and three of the four are occupied and maybe within 60 days that last one's going to be occupied, that's not an issue for us. Um, A big thing too, and a lot of people get confused with this, is that we can write in personal lines homes that are in the name of an LLC. That doesn't have to go to commercial. A lot of people get confused with that because they think it's like a business and it should go commercial. But we can, as long as there's not an actual business being operated out of the building, we can write the LLCs, the trusts, the estates all day in personal lines. Like we can absolutely quote those. Um, but yeah, I mean, we definitely have different options. Windsor's a big one. They'll write up to four and they can also write multiple, multiple locations on one policy, as long as they're on the same state and the same form. Um, American Modern can write up to 25 as long as they're on the same form and same state. So we definitely have options for for dwellings. Um, And like I said, if it doesn't fit in those, then I always have surplus lines carriers to to look at too. Yes. And, you know, the other thing we didn't mention is manufactured homes and mobile homes and those sorts of things too. So we could talk for hours on it. Yeah, we could. We we really could. We have options for everything. So sure do. Very seldomly do I tell people no. And if I do tell no, it's just because we physically don't have a market, whether it's because of the state or dog liability. I mean, a lot of people want that. And we did have it at one point. And last I knew we were working to get another market, but right now I can't offer that. So that's, you're going to get a decline for me just for that reason. Um, Or maybe it's a home in Florida that's only 200,000. I don't have anything for that. I only have higher valued homes in Florida. So Mm -hmm. if we're declining, it's usually going to be a good reason is that we don't have the market for it or, or the claim history is a big one too. Hey, you have seven yeah. claims in the last three years. I don't have anybody that wants this, but very, I very seldomly like to decline stuff because I want pe- people need the insurance. They're coming to us for a reason. So I, if I have to think outside of the box for a week on it, I'll mm-hmm. try to figure something out for them. Yeah. No, that's definitely appreciated for sure. It's nice how you can have creative solution like that, Carrie, and think outside of the box and you know, that also comes with building relationships with our agents. You know, if, if we know we've done well with them before, then we've got that trust factor and when we're likely to say yes. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for taking the time to join me, Carrie. I know you're super busy. So thanks for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. Of course. And I'm on the roll.